You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Psyched to have you on. Um, Philly Fringe Fest, you won that? I didn't win, no, but I did win like an audience choice award. So the Philly Fringe runs for four weeks and I won in the third week like an audience pick, which was really exciting because it's my favorite city and one of my favorite fringes. That's awesome. No, it's it's really great to hear. I saw I saw that, and um, because when uh I was looking at the at the show, I was like, wait a second, is she ready to jump into this one hot off the skillet? And then I said, oh, okay, she did it in Philly. Like I was like, I didn't know. Like I wasn't sure you had performed it and be like, and I, I I asked you how you feel. You're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. No. So right. um, how'd it go? How'd it go? How'd it go? Uh, it was Philly. great yeah yeah philly was a big deal for me i had been touring to a couple other um i would just say smaller cities in southern and midwestern places and it was doing really well but i used to live in philly i have a lot of friends i grew up in south jersey um i really respect the theater and arts community in philly and so i was like go big or go home i'm gonna go to philly and i'm gonna do six shows in the fringe <laughs> and so uh yeah, it was a big deal. I was a little more nervous the first two shows than I hoped to hoped to have been, but yeah, overall yeah. it was very successful. Um, and you know, lots of old friends and acquaintances came. Lots of new people came. I had an interview on WHYY, which is Philly's NPR station, so that was cool. And I heard that. Of, I heard yeah, that. That was a cool. That was a cool bit. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I was super stoked about that. So that brought some more people in and um, it was just really good to get back into Philly uh, after having lived in the South for like, I guess, four years now. And so ultimately, fast forward to now, I just moved back. So I'm very excited to be back up here. And the Fringe went really well, made lots of really cool new friends, caught up with old people and just got to support a lot of the other artists in the city, which was really awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, I have a, a few friends um, from from Philly, and um, I, uh, I actually never been to Philadelphia. I'm originally from Rhode Island. It's just one of the East Coast cities. Like I never wow. met to. Yeah, I belong in Philly at least for a certain amount of time. So right. a lot of respect there. We're talking with Brooke McCarthy, and um, uh, super excited to 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 have this interview. She's um, she's uh, doing a, a one woman performance uh, cabaret play, "How to Be an Ethical Slut." So you got the provocative title down, and uh, but. <laughs> But Brooke, I was telling you the one question I had. I have the art questions, and we'll get into those. Um, sure. For me, I want to tell you just as as uh, a host of the show, I I am dazzled by uh, performers who do the high wire, uh, and this this feels like a high wire. I've I've talked, and I'm trying to book uh, comedians for the show. It feels very much like no no ropes no nothing and so i i i gotta tell you you know personally i'm fascinated by you know you jump and 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 leap uh you know into this in this high wire let me ask you a question does it feel like a high wire act uh doing this the one woman play and just just tell us a little bit about how how it came about where you uh you're on stage doing it well, thank you. Uh, I love bedazzling folks. So, um, but yeah, it it was definitely a scary piece to jump into. And so if we're using the high wire as the metaphor for like, you're taking a big risk, right? Um, 
when I originally decided to write the piece, it was, of course, like many artists probably lately, uh, it was during the pandemic. Surprise, surprise. And I was looking to do something that really challenged me artistically, but that also felt very me. And as an actor, I've often shied away from leaning into my personal experiences to to act because I find that sometimes that has been taught very dangerously towards our mental health. And so I very much thrive as like an external actor, a very physical actor. But when I decided to write this piece, I really wanted to challenge myself. And I always believe like one of my thriving, uh, you know, through line mottos is get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so when I decided to write this piece, I was because I felt like for the first time in my life, I had a story to tell that was worth telling. And I was ready for the vulnerability and the uncomfortability that I was setting on a path down because I knew that I hoped that I would be able to inspire other people to just really own themselves and be themselves and um, inspire other people who maybe are are monogamous or polycurious to just kind of expand and open their minds about the world of polyamory and what it looks like to dive into polyamorous relationships. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, one of the things I was wondering about, um, about the, the performance is, um, cause I can't get the, I haven't heard, you know, the, the, the music went along with it and, and, and I can imagine it. Um, what do you what do you find uh with with the audience you're in a unique position to be like okay <laughs> you know <laughs> you know i mean they purchased the ticket and it's 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 it yeah. can be challenging content for them who knows um yeah but 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 what about the what about the audience when when you're doing that and 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 connected to that the the music does that help connect to some of the complication uh that absolutely. they might experience yeah yeah absolutely part of the reason that i wrote the show the way that i did as so it's sort of for all all the listeners it's basically yeah. a theatrical piece that is a one woman solo show musical comedy but it's set as a cabaret show so like you're going to watch someone sing a bunch of random songs, right? But obviously it's a theater piece, so there's a through line. Um, and the story is very much inspired by my life. But I am Brooke McCarthy, but the character I play is Blake Valentini. And so Blake is performing her cabaret, How to Be an Ethical Slut. And through the music that she chooses, that I chose to write into it, is it's a varying genres of music. So there are pop songs, there are musical theater parody songs, and there are jazz songs, as well as an original song. And the purpose for all of that music was not only because that reflects me, I, I like all those styles of music very much. As a singer, I like to sing in different genres, but also because I wanted to make sure that every audience member could find a way to connect to the show, knowing that some of the topics might be very unfamiliar or very taboo or uncomfortable to people. But if they could find a way to be like, oh, I know that song. Oh, and just really yeah. feel the energy and vibe off of it. I was hoping I could just bring even more people um, together and allow them to connect. Yeah, yeah. I, I I appreciate your answer. I think, you know, in hearing you talk about uh, the performance and talk about the work itself, uh, there's uh, – 
you know, there's there's a piece in there I really uh, really attached to as far as you know the show's a philosophy show, right? And and I think there's a, a strong piece in there beyond the beyond the um, pizzazz or like what is this about? And it seems you know lurid that that is 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 quite simply about um, honesty. Uh, and you talk about honesty. And uh, so I think there's a fundamental piece that I that I see within it where you're like, well, I view it this way. We get, engage in relationships through our, our lives, no matter what they are and their uh, agreements. And at the cornerstone of what you say, regardless of any mores, religious, sexual or otherwise, you say, I think that if there is honesty in engagement and understanding between people, human adults should engage in their agreements to the best of their happiness. <laughs> or, um, and, and I find that core to be uh, really strong. Um, does that do you do you think do you, do, you, do you think that works? Do you think that 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 piece, you know, hits for folks? Oh, yeah. I, so the two things there for me are, like you said, honesty and relationships. That was a huge driving, um, you know, driving force in writing this show in my life. The, the chapter of my life that this show is based off of, that was just an underlying theme and, and both, both sides of honesty, because you have honesty and dishonesty and we're imperfect, you know, we, as, and, and as artists, we represent the human condition. And so, um, I think that honesty and my audience, one of the things that I hope they take away and which people have said to me uh, as they leave it, they think back about their own life and their relationships and relationships even being friendships, not necessarily sure. only intimate sure. relationships being, um, you know, familial re relationships, any sort of relationship under that, you know, spectrum. And as a person, I strive to live a very honest life sometimes that might get me into trouble because I can be a bit blunt, but it's always coming from a place of love. Yeah. And I find that in our relationships and friendships, if we're able to cultivate honesty from a very genuine standpoint with love and care, then we can grow so much as humans and together in those relationships. And so when people walk away from the show and say, wow, I left and all I could do was just reflect on my own relationships. I know that honesty is a big piece in that because, you know, you think about things like divorce rates, which I say this in my show at some point in one way or another, think about divorce rates. And, um, you know, I say in my show, maybe if more people were uh, in open relationships, maybe marriage wouldn't be so bad. That's pretty much a direct quote. And, but really what that comes down to is it's a lack of communication. There is some sort of a communication breakdown and maybe honesty is a big part of that, whether you're saying things out loud or not. And so I hope that one of the big things, not only that you're like laughing and having a good time and learning some stuff, but you're able to walk away and really understand that honesty is important and it's hard. And the character Blake goes through her entire journey where, you know, she is dishonest at times. She's even an unreliable narrator which makes for a great plot twist, but yeah, I love unreliable <laughs> narrators. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, me too. And honestly, that is one of, uh, so sidebar, I have a really good friend who is a writer and stand-up comedian and, uh, his name's Dave Teruso. And he, as I was, 
asking him to help me with uh, some of the drafts of my show really early on, he was like, Brooke, you have this way when you tell me stories that you'll like tell me a bunch of details and we'll go back and forth and like be friendly and give advice to each other. And and then he's like, but then you drop these bombs of like, oh, and also this, yeah. which just totally changes everything you just told me. And he's like, what if your character does that? And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant because that's kind of how at times in my life I did deliver information, whether it was to friends or partners. And that doesn't always work out well. But again, you're learning from those honest, dishonest mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I think the. Uh... The that level of that level of engagement, I, I, I you know, I think uh, I cover a lot of art that um, engages folks, uh, interacts with them, shakes them. I, I mean, I find that the art that I it's different purposes, but I, I find that um, as I work in the kind of organizing and political sphere as, as, as well. So, I mean, I know when I've come to say something like union organizing or for disruption, I'm like, well, Everything's stacked against me. So then you set a different code and set set different type of rules and and kind of say, you know, if it's that tipped over, I want to knock, I want to raise some consciousness. I want to say this is bullshit. I want to be able to say, like, tell people that they can swear at their boss, not right at them, because I'll have to represent them as a union rep. But like, right. you know, like, but just something to disrupt the, yeah. the 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 whatever. And I think um art does that before we're gonna jump yeah. into art a little bit further sure. but one i want to capture um i want to capture a piece of like going to this role and just broaching the art conversation so um i want to start with uh when you saw yourself as an artist that's a big question i asked uh performers so that identity piece so you know when were you walking around and people are like that that's an artist or you present yourself yeah. that way how was that what was that like for you that's a beautiful question and i know that i'm probably not the only one definitely not the only one who has struggled with that own uh, identity crisis or um what's the word i'm looking for uh when so for example okay so the moment yeah i went to grad school for acting so quick tangent i am a certified public accountant i have been an internal auditor for a big bank and I left that world to go back to grad school for acting to get my MFA. And when I got there, even though I worked hard, of course, and have been performing since I was five, like singing, I had complete and utter imposter syndrome my first semester of grad school for acting. Yeah. <laughs> and so that journey of grad school really allowed me to disconnect. So I always, do, I also say I'm both right and left brained and I am very grateful for that. And, but, but my, my left brain, the logical side has definitely been in charge most of my life. And so I've allowed myself to have creative expression through auditioning for other people's musicals or, you know, singing in a cabaret. Um, but the creation side, I hadn't, the right side creative side hadn't really honed in on much because i didn't know that i could yeah and mm -hmm. i didn't believe that i could and and so then i get to grad school and i've already done some cool stuff and i'm pretty proud of where i'm at right and and it probably i really do think that i realized that i had become blossomed in th into the artist that i wanted to be that i yeah. want to be that i am yeah when yeah. i was in the middle of writing my show how to be an ethical slut. And wow. I wrote that. Yeah. 
And I was like, wow, I am an artist now. And because I was, as I'm writing it, you know, I, I was just so proud of myself, even though there were times when I'm like, this is garbage, which we all go, we go through that journey as artists. Like you really, you think you're hot shit one minute and then the next minute you're like, nobody's going to like this. Nobody's looking, nobody's listening. Look my way. This is my biggest thing ever. You're passing by. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, but as I'm, as I'm in the middle of this really intense writing process, because I didn't give myself a lot of time because I didn't have a lot of time to write it because of pandemic and school things and deadlines and dates and thesis proposal, sure. all that. Right. But I was in the middle of this writing process and I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm doing this. This is this. And, and, and I like what I'm creating and I'm, and I'm getting better at it each day that I'm writing each day that I'm editing each day that I'm creating new parody songs or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 wonderful to hear about then that, that that process going through there. And I gotta I gotta tell you, you must take some pleasure in the accounting and how to be an ethical slut. I mean, you have. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I was just I was just assuming that that just yeah. sitting there, you know, explains. <laughs> Everyone um, is always shocked on both sides, like from the accounting corporate side, they're like, "You do what?" And then from the actor <laughs> side, they're like, "Wait, you're like smart." I'm <laughs> like. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to. Nobody can feel they can integrate the worlds, which is. I mean, I find that a lot with 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 artists. I think we end up, uh, you know, looking at folks in a particular way. And and I know I talk to artists all the time, and I'll even ask the question about their art and the identity and stuff. And it's it's really interesting to see. Like, uh, like, say you could have, you could have said to me, I was a you know a little kid, I was running around, I knew I was performing when I was four, or you could say something, but it was for you and and not knowing you, but hearing about your experience, it was like that creating and that embodiment with what you were doing, and you're like, I'm the person doing this, I'm I'm the artist, and that's uh, that that that's that's really special. So about this. You've had the prep for other art performances and do other art. Um, what what tra- what what's different about doing this in in this type of way as far as preparation and like how oh. you perform, right? Oh yeah. So um, I pretty much wear every hat, <laughs> which I used to wear the hat of performer, and now I wear playwright, marketer. Um, you know, press for my frigid run in New York specifically. I did hire someone to help for the first time, which is so nice. Andrew, yeah, right. Help, ah. really, really helpful. Um, but but even so, I mean, I do all my social media. I I have reached out to get interviews and 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 then uh, yeah, just the whole like producer aspect of it as well. It's sure. a lot, and yeah. so I will say. I'm not perfect at it, but I think I do pretty well because I have a lot of energy. And when I put my mind into something like watch out world, get out of my way, it's going to (laughs) happen. And so the hardest part is really just reminding myself to take that step back, to take that time to prep specifically as the actor. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes that's looked like five minutes before I go on being like, okay, I can't, I can't deal with anything in the lobby. I'm backstage now. I just need to get into Blake's headspace. I need to, you know, get in touch with my body and I need to just kind of hone in on 
the show on the energy that I want and need for the show and just to really get into the present moment because my brain can be doing like 50 things at a time when I'm like, oh, but those tickets and that person and that press and, you know, but yeah. really just allowing myself to say, okay, I'm an actor now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that can alleviate, you know, I'd imagine for you just like a lot and existing in that space, that transformation is part of the reason like I do the show. It's like the transformation or the magic or the inexplainable that, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that occurs um, about the unexplainable um so you know you're you're an artist you create you perform uh try to transform but what is art what is art for you because you put you you put out your soul into the art but what is what is art what a grand question so uh to me today because this could change tomorrow but today in this moment i believe that art is connection and an exchange of energy. And so what that looks like to me is I think that art is a wonderful way to allow us to reflect on the world and to be a reflection of the world. And that allows me, for example, in my with my show specifically, it's allowed me to interpret and process parts of my own life while maybe allowing other people to connect to parts of that and open other people's minds and just also bring us together. And then art in a grander sense, just I think that it's a really wonderful way to see the world without necessarily traveling. We can get so much from culture and human and humanity, human connection through different art, especially, you know, if we can go to the museum and see art from different parts of the world and just really reflect on what that means and 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 then going back to connection, you know, it, it brings people together. And especially with the medium of, of theater, performance, music. Yeah. I might have created the work mostly alone, but then when I perform it, hopefully there's people there, right? But there's people there and we're sharing this same ephemeral experience. And that moment in yeah. time is beautiful. And I think that's so different than um you know something that i might post on social media like i am here in person with you i am uh i'm exchanging my energy i'm giving it out to you you're receiving it you're listening to it you're feeling it we're creating this and also there's all these other people in a room that we're bringing together and and same thing for you know visual art you know it's so different to be in front of a painting or a sculpture than it is to just look at it on our phones and so I think art, especially live and in person, is a beautiful way to connect and exchange energy. And at the end of the day, I hope to just make people feel things, to laugh and to ponder. Yeah, I um, I uh, I love what you said. Just identifying like live performance because I think like for many years when I was younger, I was just like a lot of things that I wanted to let maybe music or listen to and hear. So I was like very much like, what's the standard version? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's what I know. My mind was looking for that. And uh, as time has gone by, I become really fascinated with the energy that exists within, um, you know, within performance. So I'll give you an example. Um, yeah. 
in the in last last fall um working on the podcast i've been working on it three years or so and whenever you experience creating and doing something for a while you feel all the different things like you had said about things coming about or this is happening or i feel really good with this energy and i uh i don't know just like languishing a little bit or like trying to find the energy through interaction and um one of the things that broke it for me and i could feel it was um I did the podcast in a different way. I just did it on the street with um, a music band, uh, Death Valley Girls. And huh. it was just like this super short episode. And we were just, it wasn't like, what is our, it was like, we're outside of Portland. You're going to be performing. And it was just a really cool conversation before they went in. And then I recorded some inside and uh, I really loved their music. And it was this like particular track that was just pounding and kept going and drawing you in. And so I recorded that as well. So at the end of the time, I was like, I had captured just the going in and this most of the time you experience music, not necessarily recording it and, and yeah. having it and having it as a piece, but being able to listen to the energy that was inherent in the performance really energized me and catalyzed me being like on this show, like I need to have it connected to some of that energy it's not like every time somebody pops on and be like hey you know like <laughs> but i needed to connect to that and it really made a difference and really made me understand that i was desiring something that was from hey you know just something that was happening right then yeah. and that i've tried to try to infuse that that energy is just so something what do you get on the energy bit though you're in there in front of the audience like what <laughs> right how do you what is the, you know, is there a boundary? And just like it, it's before the questions, like, is it like you put this shell boundary actress actor <laughs> boundary around you to like, because the energies might be like super weird coming back. Right. But just on that exchange, how does it feel for you going through the performance? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's really exciting and exhilarating and energizing. And then other times it's terrifying because so when, so the way that I open my show, I sing a song and then I, I try to purposefully, no fourth wall, talk to the audience, ask a few questions, you know, hey, thanks for coming all you sluts. And I like, really get them like excited and engaged because I want to let them know that it's a, oh, it's okay to do that. Yeah, it's okay yeah, yeah. to be engaged because we're both going to have more fun if we are, are exchanging energy. If you feel permission to talk and laugh and hoot and holler or cry or gasp, please, because I want that energy. I want everyone to be able to, to, to feel that. And, and so, cause I can't stand when I go to a theater show and I know that like, we're supposed to be all proper sometimes, but when everyone's sitting there just like, and I'm like bopping, I'm like, yeah, this is a come good on, like, come on, join me. This is participatory. Like, like, right, we're allowed to have fun. And so I want my audience to know they're allowed to have fun. They're allowed to participate. They can, they can say things. And so that's how I like to start off the show. And, and oftentimes that, that works and, and people are engaged. Sometimes they're like a little skeptical. And then, you know, we've all had our performances in cities where maybe people are just like, oh, what's happening? And so you have that energy too, where you're like, they're locked up, they're scared, they don't know what to do. And, and you know, with the nature of my show, I totally understand that. I expect that at times. And so in, in those moments, it's just a matter of, really honing in on what I'm doing and, and keeping the momentum forward in hopes yeah. that they will loosen up. And the more that I play, the more that they'll loosen up. And almost every time by the end, 
I, I think audiences do, but that exchange of energy as a performer is so important. And I have said for a while now that I think comedy is the scariest genre. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Especially like comedy that you write yourself. <laughs> what does your comedian? What does your comedian friend that you reference? What's what, what? What's he say about the performance? What type of conversations you have about the? Doing doing comedy, right? Because the 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 the, yeah. the joke that the joke that 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 worked in Portland, Oregon, you know, didn't work in Denton, Texas, or <laughs> right, right. Um, well, specifically, I don't really know how to answer that question. Um, because he helped me a lot with the first several drafts. Yeah, and so just about the comedy in gen in general. I will say what what I've noticed is that it is different going from city to city. And for the, this is the first time that I've not only traveled with the show, but I've traveled with my own show and my yeah. own show happens to be a comedy or at least hopefully. It's a tragedy in the heartland in the wrong town. <laughs> oh, exactly. I have noticed. And honestly, I have noticed that in the South and the Midwest, it is 100 percent a comedy in the Northeast. It is a dramedy. And so it's just interesting the way that different audiences react to uh, react to it. And it's 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 a big learning experience for me as an artist to see how different, um, yeah, different cultures, different areas of, of the United States so far react. Yeah, you t we get the Nick's big manifestation of the show. Talk about that. Talk about what's upcoming in the performance on the stage in New York City. Yeah, yeah. So I am very excited because I will be performing in New York City's Frigid Festival, which is a very awesome fringe festival. And it my show runs from it's the second half of February. I have five performances at under St. Mark's, which uh, I'm very excited about. And, you know, Again, it's like another dream come true. I really wanted to perform in Philly. I really wanted to perform in New York. And NYC. It's wild. NYC. <laughs> Big NYC. I mean, that's, you know, every theater person's dream or at least goal at some point. And so to be able to perform my show um, in New York is is very exciting. That is that that that's incredible. I've had uh, uh, performers. I love connecting with performers out there in 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 New York City. Um, filmmakers. I had Liz Kiger, Matthew Kyle uh, Levine on the show. Good friend of mine growing up, yeah. Bill Thomas. Uh, was in the Bronx. I've gotten over on the show. You know, for about seven, eight, nine uh, artists. I I adore New York City. Haven't been in a while, um, but I could make it down there. Growing up in Rhode Island, uh, you know, yeah. once I once I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to go on my own and, and do do my thing. So uh, it's exciting uh, to to read about that coming up, and then of course coming right off the Philly uh, with the um, with the fans' response down there in, mm -hmm. in the Fringe Festival is really exciting. I wanted to ask you a question about art and probably even the, particularly the art that you're doing. Um, I asked the question about uh, art's importance, um, and the fundamental question is. Uh, at least for me, the world feels different now than maybe a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Awareness around, you know, uh, not awareness, but, you know, climate crisis and uh, political turmoil and uh, pandemic, all those type of things, which have kind of disrupted things. But do you think through that, 
that art's importance or role right now has has changed or you think it's like you know art's art still trying to do what it's done do you think something's changed yeah i do i mean i would argue that art has always been important but i remember you know in the pandemic <laughs> when when the, when the heat of it when everything was super locked down and we were pretty much all isolated in our homes that all we could do was turn towards connection and art and you know we we all have probably seen this the conversations or memes or whatever go around about oh like you want to watch netflix now but you don't want to pay actors a livable wage and that kind of stuff and and then i remember too again i think art is about connection and i remember connecting with some of my best friends who lived states away through zoom because i mean that was all we had but just that reminder of connection and then so anyway, going back to just art, I think it is important more so now than ever in the increasingly digital age, because I think we're sort of stuck in this disconnection on our phones. We think we're always connected over social media, but that is not the same kind of energy exchange as having those, as having like yeah. an intimate in-person conversation with your best friend or standing in front of an artist painting um, and, and feeling the energy of it. and or even standing in a crowd at a music performance, or for me, like being a performer on a stage and vibing off of the audience's energy. And after being like so isolated for so long, and then the current, um, like I said, like, you know, the the current digital age where we're just, so, we're so <laughs> fakely, falsely connected through like our phones and social media, I think art is so important because it it, it allows us to find ways to come together. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, one of the, one of the, I, I find it really important. I think with the conversations about art too, is, uh, one of the thing that strikes me is, you know, I, I think a lot of people have a definition or are trying to figure out what, uh, you know, what I, as the host is saying is, 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 you know, referring, uh, to as art, but I think uh, the, the, the piece I, I really like from you is, 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 is talking about talking about that energy and, uh, the performance is why I really like to talk to, um, you know, a live performance and, and the, the performing arts. And, uh, I, 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 uh, you know, talking about painting, which I adore, you know, there's always challenges in figuring out how, what is, what is it that the art experience is and getting that through you. And, um, I enjoy talking to you about that because I, I get that energy towards it and, uh, really excited to hear about, about, you know, uh, what you're doing. All right. So, uh, Brooke McCarthy, been talking to Brooke McCarthy, um, uh, uh, artist, um, uh, great conversation. We have a little bit more to talk about, but I wanted to, while you still have energy, hit you with the big, the big question of, 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 of why, why is there something rather than nothing, uh, Brooke? Yeah. So I was really excited when I first heard about your podcast, because it reminded me of this incredible workshop that I took. I think it was January of 2017. So there is a theater company in Philadelphia called Pig Iron Theater Company, and they are both like a physical theater devised company, and they also have an MFA program in, you know, devised theater. And so they did a two-week workshop called Something from Nothing. Ah. And, the, and that is sort of inspired me a lot when, you know, creating art, because also art is creation. And so when you're thinking about something from nothing, 
it's like everything is nothing or nothing is something. And so you have to start somewhere. And so even in this workshop, I basically learned that you can create something from scratch, but it's not really from scratch because you're starting somewhere. Whether you're starting from a picture and you're trying to put this picture into your body, like let's say there's a bunch of polka dots and you just start jumping around the room because you're like, I am dots, like whatever it is, you're starting. And then what is jumping around the room makes me feel like, oh my God, it's making me feel really anxious. Maybe this is gonna, maybe I'm gonna go into a monologue about anxiety. I don't know, but something is, or nothing is something. And so, and that is also creation. And so it's just beautiful how I think like any little idea can, is is valid for art and can turn into art and can turn into a story can turn into connection and and an exchange of energy oh gosh yeah i don't have anything to say after that (laughs) (laughs) i'll just knock the mic over no thank yeah thank you you know and the thing is when i asked the question too is um you know is 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 really like a license to talk about like why why the heck we're doing anything but also exactly your point that whether we're talking about creation of everything or we're talking about us piecing together things in creating something new that that process is 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 fascinating because it's like staking out like a little bit of territory and saying okay this is this is what's going on here and that that's where i think like that that we're I mentioned before, like that magic or that space where it's like, I don't know how it happened, but it went from here over to here and now it's there. So right. That's Just art. one little idea. And and then with my show, it was like, well, there was this time in my life that I learned a lot and grew so much as a person. And so I'm gonna turn it into a show. And it's like, how do you take three years of your life and turn it into an interesting <laughs> dramatic story but again it's it's you're you're taking something that that seems like maybe nothing to someone else but turning it into beautiful a something of art of connection (laughs) yeah yeah i um i i I really i really appreciate uh appreciate your answer and 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 your thoughts um I want you to make sure you cover and 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 tell um the listeners like particularly where to where to find you, where your various arts are, um, how to get and go to um how to be an ethical slut and the performances and uh mm-hmm. just let people know where to find yeah. uh Brooke McCarthy. Great. Yeah. So um first thing I will say is like I said, I have performances. Um, the second half of February in New York City for the Frigid Fest. I'm also going to Austin, Texas at the end of January um, to perform in Frontera Fest, which is Austin's Fringe Festival. So all of the information for anything, any way you want to find me, you can go to my website at www.howtobeanethicalslot.com. So hopefully easy enough. You got to that one. Wow. You, you got that one. Jump right in. I got it. it. Yep, yep. Good on you. I have merch on my website too. So if you're feeling extra slutty and you just want to rep it, go ahead and buy some merch. Yeah. Um, and that of course goes back to just help with all of the expenses of traveling and being a touring artist. And then the best way to just connect with me and the show is um from my Instagram for the show, which is at how to be an ethical slut. And then same thing. Um, I also have a TikTok, same handle at how to be an ethical slut. I post a little bit 
sometimes I post like little extra things on TikTok, but Instagram is like my primary. If you want to know what's going on, check out Instagram. If you want to check out um, my Facebook, it's BM Productions LLC. And that basically is just for like to find the events in your area. So, um, yeah. but yeah. That's that's where to find me. <laughs> that's that that's fantastic. I want to point out. I mean, uh, thank you for your coverage and in, in in bravery and doing this. Like I said, in starting it about the, um, you know the 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 high wire act and 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 doing it and 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 but also I think um, you know, outside of the, you know, the the titillation of the of the title or the invita invitation or shock of the title. I think at essence, um, what, what you're getting at is, you know, uh, freedom, expression, connection with who you are as an individual individual. And I think the main thing I would say, as far as conclusion, like taken, like from what you say is like knowing who you are and not allowing something that you haven't analyzed or haven't vetted or haven't questioned dominate your life right mm -hmm. like you know like i'm not going to become an artist because i'm doing this i'm supposed to be checking the numbers brooke and counting <laughs> and 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 but i find humans so much and even myself at times you know, where you get so limited in your scope of what's possible and uh i just want to recognize uh the task uh of you performing this and also coming on to a podcast show you know uh with the guy, you know, the philosophy guy, which uh, I've been around philosophy guys, and sometimes they're um, they they trip over their own feet a bit. But I just want to thank you, you know, so much for for doing what you're doing, and um, I also thank like you. being uh, to root for and be excited about the show before it goes out there to to New York <laughs> City, and um, yeah, look to keep a a close look at that. I have friends out in New York City too, so I'm gonna try to share that out that way and see if I can get like see what organic reach I have with the with the <laughs> podcast but we have some um wonderful artists uh of course in in New York City um Brooke I wanted to thank you for coming on to the show and uh and and, and sharing uh, and sharing with us um I just wanted to give you you know final word or bye-bye so whatever you want to do sure well first of all thank you Ken I really appreciate the time to nerd out about art honestly yeah that's what it is it's really awesome. I mean, you don't really get to do that in every day unless you're around your like other super nerdy art friends. So I appreciate that. I appreciate what you do. I love that we're able to talk and have these conversations to just sort of push forward the positive meaning and influence that art has on our world and on us as humans, whether we're realizing that or not. And so thank you for what you do. Um, it was, this was a really great conversation and it, and it always, every time I have a conversation like this, it just reminds me, uh, that, you know, art really is important. And, uh, I hope to see more people own themselves and own their artistry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, thank you. Thank you for that. And, um, yeah. And, and then for the show, um, looking at a big 2023, uh, there's an energy that you and I have talked about and the energy mm -hmm. that you do, but it, it has to do with tapping in that energy and letting people feel like you know whether it is okay to geek out about art it is okay to ask what the frig we're doing in life it is okay to say am i being honest or i am i in caught in a life that i 
fucking hate or whatever, like (laughs) whatever you need. (laughs) And then do something about it. You know, art is doing as well. So and and do something about it. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, Brooke McCarthy, uh, best luck, uh, with the play and, and congratulations on your accomplishments, uh, thus far. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, get get you moving around the country with this, and and, and you know, see. But but great fortune and success um, uh, for your artwork, and um, I hope we chat again soon, maybe Me on too. the other side of uh, yeah. the, the the whole thing. But uh, thanks again, Brooke. Yeah, thank you so much, Ken. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. This is something rather than nothing.